What is up, guys? Welcome to the 3 and D pod. This is episode three. And today I got a couple of special guests, actually. They run an Instagram called Basketball Flash. And we got Pardeep and Jag. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? What's up? All right, so let's just start with your Instagram. So you guys run an Instagram called at basketball underscore flash. And I think you guys have over a thousand followers. Is that correct? Yes, for sure, for sure. So I actually had a question because both of you guys run this account at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like, how do you agree on topics like who's the best player in the league and, like, you know how we're doing that top five? How do you guys agree on who's going to be the top player in MVP voting and stuff like what that? What we basically do is we basically, before we post about, you know, the most valuable player of the league or whatever it may be. Um, for instance, for example, the top five that we uh, posted about and discussed, we yeah. sat down and we basically, he gave his uh, top five, I gave my top five. And they were, they were actually really similar. There was one or two that we kind of were like, okay, this is why I think Giannis should be at this and, you know, LeBron yeah, should be at this. Me about Giannis, yeah. Yeah, so we were kind of, you know, we, we agreed to disagree. And then eventually, uh, you know, we don't just say like, okay, your opinion is better than mine or yours. But, you know, we, we sit down, we properly discuss it. And after discussing it, you know, we say, okay, yeah, you know what? This is where it should be. This is where this should be. We, we, look, at the, uh, we look at the stats, we look at everything. And then, we, uh, you know, we hear each other out. And then after we go about what we're going to post and who's going to be at what. Because even be- makes sense, man. It must be tough sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Because even before this, we were always like uh, passionate about basketball. We always talked about basketball. We decided to make it into a page, something we could actually be successful at. That's the only reason. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's kick this off. Let's start with um, let's start with the MVP for the 2018-19 season. Who you who do you guys think is going to be number one? Oh, that pretty go first. I definitely think uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to be the MVP of this year. I think he has the most to prove. He's in a brand new system, and I think the Raptors will be based around him. I think he's definitely coming off from an injury. That's maybe one of the only concerns I have for him. But as far as pure talent, I think Kawhi Leonard will definitely, uh, for sure, uh, expand his brand as well. I think he has the biggest chance. What about you, Jake? Uh, to be honest with you, I think that... Uh, Giannis will be winning MVP this year. Um, Giannis is a great player. He's a young guy. Uh, we all saw uh, the picture this year when he was uh, lifting the weights. And, you know, he gained a lot of muscle. And, you know, he's just a freak athlete. I mean, the way he runs up and down the court. And now he has, you know, that extra muscle on him to not only help him on the offensive side, but also on the defensive side. I mean, you know, he, he he's tall, lengthy. And so, you know, he can guard multiple positions now. And now he'll also have a better chance at guarding post players, you know? So he doesn't have to be, they, they, they can essentially go small ball in Milwaukee with him now, you know, guarding uh, bigger guys, you know? And so, you know, last year he had a great season and, you know, he, he was um, in the beginning of the season, he was more uh, in the MVP talks and, uh, you know, and uh, towards the end, he was, you know, he was, he was still there, but I mean, it was a clear indication he wasn't going to get it. 
But in my opinion, I think, you know, he's going to have a great season. Uh, with Jabari Parker leaving, that, you know, I think that also opens the gate for him more. I mean, you know, he's going to get uh, more touches. going to be the one, uh, you know, he was already the main guy, of course. But, you know, Jabari Parker's a great player. And, you know, having him on your team, you have to, you know, share the ball with him. And he has to be one of the, you know, main guys, you know, with the ball. But now I think this is like strictly Giannis's team. And I think like this year, he's going to really, really grow as a player and as a leader. And I, that personally, I think, the, the leader aspect and the muscle that he gained this summer by working out, man, I really think that he's going to really blossom this year. And I truly think that he's an MVP caliber player and he will win the MVP uh, this upcoming season. That's awesome, man. So I'm going to like kind of pick apart what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. So I like Kawhi because honestly, the Raptors won 59 games last season and all they did was improve and add Kawhi. And yep. Giannis, honestly, the only thing holding Giannis back is getting above 50 wins and being a top three seed in the East. Because he obviously has the personal statistics. The only problem is, is he going to be able to get his team wins? And if he can get his team wins, then honestly, he will definitely be in the conversation. But I'm going to choose LeBron James, and for only a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's the best, but, like, undebatably top two player in the league. Yeah, for sure, and for sure. In addition, he has what I like to call the storyline. So, he's moving to the Lakers, which is a huge brand name team. And he's going to be the only superstar, even all-star caliber player on that team, most likely this entire season. And that really puts him in the position, just like Giannis and just like Anthony Davis and just like Kawhi Leonard, to lead his team to a surplus of 50 wins, and I think he'll claim MVP uh, okay. just because of his okay, name. Well, well, okay, what you just said, um, I guess you can say, I'll pick apart what you said too. Um, For sure. Giannis, uh, LeBron has a better team than Giannis does. I mean, yeah, I def- sure. definitely agree with that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, sure, yeah. I, I'd rather have, uh, you know, Lonzo Ball, um, uh, Brandon yeah. Ingram and Kyle Kuzma over Melvin yeah. Brogdon. Oh know, yeah, Chris for sure. Middleton. Yeah, 100%. Um, he has a better cast. Yeah, for sure. uh, but like if you look at if you look at Harden when he won last year, he still had Chris Paul, who I think is debatably a top ten, maybe not. not. Let's say maybe top, top 15? fifteen player. For top fifteen. Sure. Top fifteen for yeah. sure. Yeah. So he actually he had a really good cast around him, and I think that's part of kind of the. I mean, if we're the problem with what MVP really means, it doesn't mean being like the sole star. Like you kind of need. Other pieces, and I think I, I think that it's really hard to judge. I think it. the league was a bit uh, leading to Harden because you know uh, many, because of the previous years, right? Many many people believe he should have won, you know, before too. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of pressure because he's kind of been shafted the last couple but of I, years. But too. I mean, if you look at the wins, you said uh, Giannis has to prove he can win. I agree, hundred percent. But I mean, LeBron's team only won thirty five games last season, right? I mean, the thing with LeBron's team, I personally think, is that I think they're extremely, extremely underrated. The Lakers, even with or without LeBron, I would have them winning over 40 games for sure. I think without with LeBron, LeBron it, without LeBron, I think they would have won this year 40 games for sure. I think because the players are developing so good, they added a lot of pieces. But the thing is, I'm not sure if all those pieces would have came if LeBron wasn't there. That's obviously up for debate as well. But I think the Lakers are a very, very underrated team. I can see them winning above 50 games. I think in my last podcast, I predicted they win about 52 games. Yeah. And 
LeBron would claim MVP and because they are really actually a solid team, they just didn't have okay, okay, let me just all the right proper pieces that were ready. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's move on to actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a little like who do you think is gonna win MVP? Who's a dark horse to win MVP? Someone who no one's really thinking about. Mine is uh, uh, mine is DeMar DeRozan. I'm not sure if uh, I think it's more of a personal choice. I think. He's in a perfect situation now. He's just an ex- extremely amazing coach with Greg Popovich. He's going to develop him into a way, way better player. He's going to – I think – I personally think DeMar DeRozan has a good chance of winning. If you could make the Spurs wow. maybe yeah. the top five in the I, West. I, I, I 100% agree with you, but the only only thing I would have to say about – I mean, of course, Duncan guys have won, et cetera, but the Greg Popovich has really a different style than everybody else. I mean – He'll change a player that can average 35 points or whatever. Whatever it may be. He'd make a player like Kobe Bryant who can literally – he's a walking basket, let's be honest. Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, is the greatest scorer of all time. I, yeah. I, personally, do, I personally believe that. He would take a guy that, like Kobe Bryant and make him facilitate the ball and be a team player, not an isolation team player. Do you get, you yeah. get what I mean? I mean, yeah. I don't think DeMar DeRozan – like, I think overall he will grow as a leader – Hundred percent. I think he's gonna be a, uh, you know, Greg Popovich is gonna make him a great leader, you know, a great individual. I mean, Greg Popovich, yeah. you know, he, he he makes people, you know, good, good individuals, and I think he will develop, you know, a lot of attributes that, uh, yeah, they, they they would be MVP caliber. I just don't think that, you know, with the Spurs system that Demar Derozan will be able to like blossom to be an MVP. I think I think he'll be much better. I think he could be MVP, yeah. but I think like overall his whole game and how the Spurs work. He has, I mean, essentially, I mean, uh, Aldridge is there too and they have a, you know, they have an overall good team and everything. And yep. I think they have, have an opportunity to, you know, to be the fifth, maybe even fourth seed in the uh, Western Conference. I mean, they'd be kind of battling, in my opinion, with OKC. I think OKC uh, got better uh, for this season. Oh, definitely, but, definitely. Yeah. But, but I just don't see DeRozan winning MVP for some, you know, for some reason. Yeah. Big DeRozan guy. I love DeRozan. I think this person. I, I, personally, I personally, I personally think that with DeRozan, uh, I think he has all the tactics to his game, but I think the only thing he's missing is the mental toughness. And I think, I think definitely Popovich can just obviously he's going to make him a better leader. So you're going to make him understand the game in a different way. I think that's going to impact his overall game. I, I agree, but we got to. Uh, this is something that has to be taken into factor. Okay, Demar DeRozan. Um, we all know he's openly stated that, you know, he has depression. I mean, we all know yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. That's true. For sure. So, DeMar DeRozan has depression. And let's be honest, he literally got, you know, he got screwed over by the Toronto Raptors. I mean, oh, he, yeah. When yeah. He, 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 the summer games, they told him, oh, no, you're perfectly fine with us. You're not going to, we're not going to trade you. You're the future. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, he gets traded. I mean, that really must have hurt him a lot. And, you know, I felt really bad for him. And Yeah. I, I, it depends, you know, the mental state. I mean, we saw during uh, the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs uh, him against the Cavaliers. I mean, he had a lot of mental breakdowns. I mean, that's exactly it, what I mean. It was, yeah. a, it was a clear indication that he had a lot of mental breakdowns. And, he, and after yeah. this, I mean, like having to shift from Toronto to San Antonio and, you know, having to like change everything. And you could tell he was, he was really hurt. So yeah. the mental toughness part, I mean, it's all on him. And I mean, we'll see how Popovich really works with him in, in terms of, but like, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, if he can. If DeRozan can get over that hump and if Popovich can help him get over that hump, I really do think that Popovich will help him uh, get over the hump. I mean, 
Popovich is Popovich. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know about that one. But uh, he could. He definitely could. And he also, in my opinion, he has to develop a better three-point shot. Yeah, for sure. That's something that's missing from his game. I mean, beautiful mid-range, but I just don't see him winning. But, you know, yeah, he's a great player. And hopefully he, he can. I mean, a big Rosen fan. So who would your dark horse MVP be? So my dark horse, I'm going to throw Kyrie Irving in that position because he is the best player on what's going to be a 60-win team this season. Mm -hmm. And another factor is going to be he's coming off a knee injury and he's going to be on an expiring contract, which really, like, gives me this feeling that he's going to have to play really hard, get a max-level contract somewhere else next season if he decides to leave. So he's going to really have to have a breakthrough proving season oh, since he's coming off like, just... a lot of knee problems and stuff like that. And even though I know he has such a stacked team, I mean, I could see him still claiming MVP if he averages 25 points per game and his team wins 65 wins. I, I, I personally, I just want to add to that. I personally think he has a breakthrough season every season. Like, to be honest with you, he's one of my favorite players to watch, but... I think yeah, I think more he has to prove it just maybe his health and consistency because obviously he's the health is one of the big factors of Kyrie Irving. I think he always plays hard. Definitely, he's a fan favorite. Like I, one of the main things he has to focus on is his health. I believe. I mean, to be honest with you, um, Kyrie's a great, great player. I, you know, I was, I'm gonna go back to what you said about he has to prove himself to get a max contract. Kyrie Irving has already proved himself, and yeah. I know for I, I know to be honest with you. That even if Kyrie had, you know, 23 points, uh, you know, five, six assists, and, you know, there's three rebounds. That's a, that's a pretty decent player. Better than pretty decent player. That's a good player. Um, that Kyrie Irving would still be able to get a max contract from a team like the New York Knicks that, you know, he's been rumored to kind of, you know, been hinting that in free agency, I'm assigned with New York. He's a New York guy. But, I mean, Kyrie Irving will definitely get a max contract no matter what, in my opinion. But I just don't see. Kyrie Irving, he's a great player, but I mean, uh, I don't see him winning MVP. I mean, he could. He's a great player. Um, I don't think he's an overall. Like, I personally love him. He's actually one of my favorite players to watch. I just don't think he's an overall great player. Like, he's a great player. I just think he doesn't add everything to the. Like, for example, Harden could assist. He could rebound. I'm not saying his defense is great, but Harden could do more things than Kyrie Irving can do. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And if Kyrie plays the way Kyrie. I know Kyrie can play. If Kyrie plays throughout the season the way he played in, in the playoffs with Cavaliers when they had the championship run, I mean, yeah. giving that shot over Stephen Curry, you know, yeah. we all know Kyrie's clutch. He 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 he's sure, sure. clutch. I mean, he he's he's not gonna back down. He's gonna yeah. get you know. He's gonna he's gonna pound you. He's gonna, he doesn't care uh, if he misses twenty shots a game. He doesn't care if you're he's down by twenty. Kyrie is gonna that, give it to you. He has a Kobe Kobe mentality. He, he has a Kobe Mamba mentality, but yeah, if if Kyrie plays the way I know he can play, you know, in the, in the in the finals where, you know, he literally took over. I mean, him and LeBron had a great series. They came back 3-1. Yes, yeah. he definitely deserves MVP. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, for sure. And just to kind of pick what you guys were saying, you are, you are correct with the fact that he's going to be on a great team and stuff like that. But I don't think he's a lock to get a max contract. If, say, he averages 18 points and he seems like he has, like, He's having knee issues. Like, he has to prove health. And then if he averages above, like, 22 points a game, he'll for sure get a max deal. That's just 
let's just leave it at that there because we got to move on a little more. So sure. let's go to the next topic. Who do you guys think is going to win the Rookie of the Year award? Dave, you want to go first on this? Uh, I'll let you go first. All right, sure. I think mine's a really, really bold prediction, but I think it's going to be Colin Sexton. I personally, I just love the way he acts. I love his game. I love it. I love that he plays both sides of the game. And I personally think, even with Alabama last year, he averaged like 19 points, I believe three assists and three rebounds. I definitely believe he has a, he's one of those players that could adjust to the game, to the NBA very, very good. He's going to, I believe he's going to be one of the main leaders in the Cavaliers, even though they do have Kevin Love, they do have, I don't think J.R. Smith's a leader, but he's definitely a factor. But I believe that, it's another bold prediction, I believe he could maybe take the Cavaliers to the eighth spot. I, I think that's maybe what I want. I'm not sure it might happen, but I think I think he's going to translate a lot of wins for the Cavaliers. For sure. Eight seed might be a stretch. Yeah. But for sure, I could see him winning Rookie of the Year too. I actually originally had him, but I have a backup in case when you guys chose him just to kind of make things yeah. a little, like add a little variation. Yep. My dark horse was and I'm going to actually stick with him now, is Miles Bridges. Miles and Miles Bridges. I know he was a, he's a late pick in the draft, yeah. but I've watched a lot of his game. He's a great scorer. For and sure. he's going to be the starting shooting guard on the Charlotte Hornets this year, yeah. which gives me kind of the – which gives me a few points to kind of back it up. He's going to be a starter. That's one reason why he'll have a lot of statistical sort of – he's going to have a lot of points and stuff like that, which is going to help his case. He's also going to be in the Eastern Conference, which is less competitive at the shooting guard position. Yeah. And he's going to be most likely the second scoring option on this Charlotte Hornets team, which is going to give him a lot of room to work. And he has Kemba. I, I personally think Kemba is going to get traded. You think so? Yeah, I personally think he's going to get traded in the middle of the let's just assume. Let's assume that the team stays the way it is. Yeah. If he gets traded, it's actually even better for Bridges. For sure. But if he stays... Bridges will also have a lot of room to operate because you have a lethal scorer like Kemba right there with him. So I'm going to take Miles Bridges. I mean, I personally I agree with what you're saying. If if Kemba does leave, yeah, in a way, it, it does put more weight on him to kind of, you know, operate more and, you know, be one of the main yeah, scorers sure. and what, et cetera. But Kemba's experience in the NBA, he can really teach him a lot of things that, you know, a lot of other uh, players might not have the same experience that Kemba has. I mean, Kemba may not be an all-star player. I think he could be, but, you know, he definitely is a star player. I mean, the way he Kemba ball handles everything, the, everything he does, I think Kemba's a great player, great individual, and a great leader, and I think he can help him. Um, I think he's you know. an all-star caliber player the rest of the way, but, Jag, who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year this year? Uh, I'll have to agree with Pardeep. I think Colin Sexton is going to be the MVP. If not, I'll have to go with uh, Mobamba. I think oh, uh, yeah. his length, his his athleticism, you know, just he's a freak of nature in my opinion. I think, uh, you know, the NBA, I, I don't see anything else in the NBA that's like him. I, I really don't. I think he's different. He reminds me of Bismack Biombo. He does. but I'm, In fact, except for he has a little bit more range. Aren't they on the yeah, same team? He's basically Bismack Biombo with a jump shot. That's what I see. Yeah, he's, and, and, and he's Bismack Biombo that's – much more talented on the offensive end, and yeah, for sure. I yeah. think he uh, he he's a, a, a more athletic and dude. The way he gets, you know, it runs up and down the court. I mean, a lot of bigs are gonna have a lot of trouble with him. I mean, they're, they're to contain him. The, you know, like the way he is. I mean, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a lot of trouble. You know, really running up and down the court the way he does. And you know, when he pushes out, 
um, of the, you know, the key, and, and they have to guard. I mean, it's gonna be tough, right? I mean, oh yeah, for sure. And, and, so I'm gonna yeah. ask one last question. So, this is gonna be the last rookie question we're gonna do. I just want to ask you guys: Are you a believer or non-believer in Michael Porter Jr.? Uh, I'm a believer. I'm a big fan. Actually, it's crazy. I was actually gonna say. If, uh, you were telling me to. Uh, yeah, you were telling me about him earlier. Remember when the draft was going on? Yeah, I want the Lakers. Yeah. I want the Lakers to trade up for him. Yeah. Uh, you know what, man? I'm a big Michael Porter Jr. fan. Uh, we all know the abilities and the skills that he has, the mindset that he has. He's confident player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm somewhat of a believer too. I think he's gonna definitely be a great aspect to the Denver Nuggets. I think he's going to help them. Maybe. I think Denver, also, I think another dark horse team in the NBA is definitely a Denver Nuggets. I think they're going to have a great year this year. Yeah, for sure. I think they're going to have a good year, too, because they actually have room in their starting rotation to put Michael Porter Jr. in that rotation as yeah. a small forward, and he has the scoring ability to really help them. The only yeah. problem with the Nuggets is they just don't have any defense, but we'll leave that to later on in the show. Yeah. Let's just do a couple more. Let's start with how about six man of the year? Who do you think is going to win that one? I, I, I who I think is going to be, um, I think it's going to be Kyle Kuzma. I think he's coming off the Lakers bench. He, um, a lot of other teams would be starting him, and uh, the the way he has he had an incredible rookie season. We all know that, and you know he's a he's a good defender. He can knock down the three ball. He can, you know, his mid range is good. He can shoot free throws. You know, um, he's confident. He's uh, he's a good leader. He's open, and I think with LeBron, uh, he's really gonna learn a lot of things. And I think I, I personally do believe that he'll be the better. He'll be better than Brandon Ingram with LeBron, and because Brandon Ingram is uh, more of a slasher, in my opinion, and LeBron does want to play off the ball with uh, you know they have a great point guard in Lonzo Ball. And for sure. With, 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 with. Uh, I mean, Brandon Ingram does have a jump shot, of course, but he's he he's naturally a slasher. And Kyle Kuzma, you know, he he can be outside more, uh, playing with LeBron. So I know I personally believe that Kyle Kuzma uh, is coming off the bench. Uh, pretty sure, and I think he will be uh, the sixth man of the year. I think he can easily average, you know, close twenty points off the bench. I, I personally starter. think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally think it's going to be Dennis Schroeder with OKC. Yeah. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to play tremendously backing up uh, Russell Westbrook. He's going to definitely learn a lot from Westbrook. He's going to add a lot a lot of things to OKC. And I personally think he's going to average. I'm not sure what his averages are going to be. Like, even if they're low, I think he's just going to have a huge impact on the team. Yeah, I, I totally forgot Whatever, whatever they, they won't uh, overplay Westbrook like they always do. Can the Westbrook always tired in the fourth? And you already know what happens when he's tired in the fourth. I personally think that they will, the coaching needs to adjust to Westbrook's game a little bit more. And I think Dennis Schroeder would definitely help help uh, Westbrook. He could even start with them too, but I personally think he's going to be better playing off the bench. I mean, it's already think, um, out there. I think Paul George is saying he's the best um, sixth man point guard. Yeah, he's saying something league. like that, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 sure, yeah. yeah, I totally oh, forgot yeah. about um, Schroeder coming off the bench for OKC, but yeah, I, yeah, you know, I still believe Kyle Kuzma can be the MVP, but those two, man, it's up for grabs for those two. Yeah, for sure. I what think it's whoever, whoever wants it more. True. If I were to pick one player, honestly, it's tough choosing someone like Lou Williams and Eric Gordon because they're just so good. Yeah. And they just, they, they're like perennial six-man-of-the-year candidates. 
and they average yeah. almost 20 points per game off the bench. So, like, predicting Schroeder's a good pick. I like Kyle Kuzma. I'm not sure if he's going to be on the bench or not. If he is, definitely a good choice as well. I'm going to pick Fred Van Vliet from the Raptors because oh, yeah. I saw his game over the last season develop, and I saw him become a really good three-point shooter and a good ball handler for this team. And in my opinion, I could see him averaging 15, 16 points in this, in this Raptors system. And honestly, if they accumulate a lot of wins and he plays uh, a lot of minutes, I could see him being in the race as well. I mean, I'm a big, I, I, I'm a big Toronto guy, like a big, big – I mean, I'm from Canada. Of course, I'm a big Toronto guy. But you know, see, watching the Toronto Raptors and everything, I don't think he has what it takes to be a sixth man of the year. Me neither. I don't think he can get more than – I don't think he'll average more than 12 points a year, no matter how much playing time he gets. You exactly got, what you I was know, thinking. He's, he's not uh, – is he – I don't even think he's a third option on the team. And – I don't know. I just don't see him averaging more than twelve points. He's a great player, great role player, and I'd love to have him on, you know, my team. But I just don't think he has what it takes to be a sixth man. I mean, I hope he can prove me wrong, big Raptor guy, of course. But I, I, I don't know. I, I personally just do not think so. Do you think uh, Danny Green's? Do you think Danny Green's going to be coming off the bench, or is he going to be starting? He'll most likely be a starter. I That's think he'll be a starter. Why, yeah. That's kind of okay. why they like picked him in addition to Kawhi because. The Raptors were losing a shooting guard, so they needed to fill that spot. Yeah, and also okay. their best friends as well. So I think Danny Green's a great player, for sure. Yeah, I think Fred Van Vliet averaged I think twelve points per game last season. I thought I thought he averaged like I thought he averaged like like nine, ten or something. But I thought he averaged twelve. Well. He averaged okay. he averaged a decent amount. He yeah. had honestly he was a little inconsistent mm. off the bench, but I can see him developing. He he was he was the third. If you look at the winners of six man of the year last year, Lou Will won, Eric Gordon was second, and Fred Van Vliet was actually third. So I could see him really making a push this year. But he, he averaged eight point six. He's a great cog, and he's a really good cog in the system. Yeah, he is. He is. But last year he averaged eight point six points, and you know stats don't mean everything. I mean the the way he is, then you know he knows how to fill his role really really well, and he's a great player sure. and everything, and great defender actually brings intensity. You know brings it to the table. But I I don't I don't think that he has what it takes to be... He's definitely a huge spark off the bench. Definitely a yeah. huge spark off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. I mean, he's not one of those guys that, you know, you let walk. I mean, if he's on yeah. your team... You, you, you... They need him. They need him to run that bench, too, because yeah, yeah, they do. he was the facilitator of the best bench in the league last year. And if they have the best bench in the league again, which is most likely not going to happen, mm-hmm. because Boston's bench is insanely stacked. As I well. think Lakers' bench is going to be really good, too. Lakers will have a decent bench because they yeah. have ten starting caliber players almost. But you think Michael B- Michael Beasley is going to start or come off the bench? He's off the, the bench. He's, right? Oh no, no, he's hundred percent coming off the bench. But if he comes my, off the bench, he might be a huge six man candidate as well. Yeah, I mean Michael yeah, Beasley. He'll probably average thirteen points per game off the bench. Maybe I could see him. He's just a good scorer. That's the kind of player he is. Yeah, I mean yeah, Michael Beasley. Is a, yeah, he's a walking bucket. I mean he can give you the spark off the bench that you need. And Michael Beasley, honestly, like. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes in their lives, right? I mean, we all know how Michael Beasley's career went downhill. But yeah. regardless of any of that, I mean, the guy's gifted. He He's really gifted. And I really believe that he still has what it takes. I mean, he has – he averages like 13, 14 points easy off the bench. I mean, he has, yeah. he has yeah. no problem giving you – you know, a spark off the bench. To be honest with you, a 13, 14 uh, averaging player can easily start. I mean, he can, he, he, he does it all. I mean, 
he's not. And the, and, the, and the most impressive thing is he does it with basically no touches. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not a main focal point of the offense. Imagine if he has that. The problem is the trust issues, right? The consistency. That's one of the main problems with and, Michael Beasley. But definitely, like if he has a yeah, great system, right? Anything he would definitely be a huge factor. And, and I think I think with uh, facilitators like uh, Rajon Rondo. Uh, Lonzo Ball, great IQ players. LeBron, and, you know, even, LeBron. Even, even LeBron. And you know what? Lance yeah. Stevenson's not a bad uh, facilitator, to be for honest sure, with you. Sure. And I really think that with Magic Johnson's mentorship, I mean, Magic Johnson, of course, like, in my opinion, the greatest point guard of all time, yeah. he can honestly, like, really work his way up and really gain the trust and be more consistent. And, you know, essentially, I'd want him to sign a long term contract with the Lakers. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And also, don't sleep on Terry Rozier either because he's going to be spark yeah. plug off the bench for Boston as well. I, I, right. I agree, but I, I, don't, I, I don't think um, Terry Rozier is worth the max contract or anything. I mean, oh, no, definitely no, no, not. No, no, six, no six man of the year candidate is really worth the max. They're worth a good amount of money, but we're not suggesting he's worth the max. He'll yeah. just be a good – he's young and he'll be a good spark plug off the bench. Yeah, let's, let's, move on, though. Let's, let's move on because – we got a lot of stuff to cover today. So, how about who is your pick, Jag, for Defensive Player of the Year? Defensive Player of the Year. For me personally, um, I think uh, Kevin Durant will, you know, really win. I think, I think, he, has a great, I think he has a great chance of winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Honestly, well, I think even last year he had a, he had a great opportunity to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's really picked up his role and established himself in terms of the defensive side of the game. I mean, we all know how great of a player he is on the offensive side. I mean, one of the greatest scorers of all time. And he can literally score from 30 feet. He can score from the post. He can post you up. He's too, yeah. he's too, he's too tall. I mean, no one, no one could guard him. But this isn't about defense. I mean, this is about offense. No, no, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm getting to that. I mean, if he can do all that, and then on the defensive end, I mean, he's blocking players. He can guard the, you know, he can guard post players. He can guard guards. He can guard. There's nobody in this league that I don't think he can guard. I mean, he's 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 really good in terms of he can switch off of players, and I think his his length really helps him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's just at seven foot now. I mean, he he's not six nine. I think yeah. I think that was a I think that was a yeah, lie. He's seven foot. I think he was six nine when he first, when he was eighteen. And then he grew, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think him growing and his, you know, his length and everything. I mean, I think he, he could have won this year. I personally thought he should have. And uh, you know, I think he's just getting better and better on defense. I mean, there's no one that he can't guard. He can guard a point guard position, shooting guard, small forward, and even power forward. And essentially, if he, he really needs to on switches, he can guard the post because he 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 might not be strong enough, but he definitely is tall enough. And with the warrior system that they have. They're all great defenders. I mean, Steph Curry, uh, not the best, but I mean, he, he, you know what? Steph Curry may not be the They're best. They're able defender. to hide Steph on defense yeah. by having four other good but, defenders but, around him. But yeah. you know what? Steph Curry may not be the best defender, but he works hard on defense. He does try for he, sure. He, yeah. he does. He does show heart. Yeah. Yeah, he shows heart. And Kevin Durant, I mean, you know, I, the only thing I think he has everything on his resume, and if you can get the Defensive Player of the Year award, I mean, that's, I mean, that's everything. And. You know, and, 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 that would definitely and, that would definitely add to his legacy. And, and if you want to, if you want to consider that, uh, you know, when you argue who's better, LeBron or Durant, you can say then Durant won the MVP, uh, uh, defensive player of the year. Sorry, that's true. That's true. I, I personally just just to add to your point, 
just to add to your point, I think he's also like obviously he could definitely guard one to five easily. I believe he definitely can. Also, I think he's a great rim protector for the OKC. Like he's one of the best. He's literally is, Warriors, in Warriors, my opinion. Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. Oh, sorry, Warriors. Yeah, I I definitely do think he's a better like one of the best defenders in the league and the best defender for the Warriors. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I I would definitely pick uh, Kevin Durant as well. If I want to pick someone else, I personally think maybe Anthony Davis or even Kawhi Leonard. Just depends on how he comes back. I have him for MVP. So if he imagine if he wins MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, that would be absolutely That's, insane. There's a, there's a big possibility that could happen too. Yeah, that would be insane. Kevin Durant is a good defender. He's a very good defender in the league. But I think there I could name four of the players that I would bet over him to be honest, because there are other players who make their impact more noticeable players like Kawhi Leonard. Forgetting about the two-time defensive player of the year, barring injury, he's the best wing defender in the league. I could see him winning for sure. That's who I actually picked. But I also could see Anthony Davis winning. Yeah. I could see okay. Anthony Davis winning because he's the best pick-and-roll defender in the league, as well as on-and-off-ball defender. And I could also see a player on his own team, Draymond Green, who's already a defensive player of the year, winning as well. I personally think... I personally, Draymond Green is a very overrated defender. I like I, him. I, I really do think that too. I I really liked uh, Draymond Green, but I've seen him guard LeBron, and it's almost it's almost pathetic. And LeBron I've just seen, uh, I've seen LeBron he cruises. I've seen he cruises. I've seen it. He just cruises. Sorry, he just cruises past uh, 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 Draymond like it's nothing. But when Kevin Durant's guarding, I'm not saying Kevin Durant locks him down because he can't shut down LeBron. Only thing you could do is maybe slow him down. I think you definitely. Yeah, you can contain him. I think definitely Kevin Durant. Definitely, definitely does that. Because on the other side, you, you don't see LeBron guarding Kevin Durant. That's the other thing we never talk about. You don't, you yeah. barely see LeBron. Well, LeBron's, LeBron's played so many more years and so much more miles on his leg. He has to conserve defense for offense. That's just but, the way. But the thing is, that's just what players do. Even Michael but, Jordan did that when he was in no, his no, 30s. I, I definitely agree. But when you have to conserve it the whole season, but when you come to the final, then you have to put everything on the line. Then there's no resting, there's no. You know what I mean? You have to put I, everything I, on the line. Okay, I definitely agree with you, but then at the same factor, Kevin Durant did the weakest move any NBA player could ever do and joined the Warriors oh. that he lost to. And LeBron James was playing with Jordan Clarkson and, and company. I'm pretty sure you're going to have to, you know, pick up. I agree, I agree. Load. I definitely agree. You know, it, it, it's not easy to, you know, guard arguably one of the best players in the league, if not the best player, and then go on offense and score, you know, 30, 35 points when – you know, Durant, he has Stephen Curry, you know, arguably the best point guard in the league, arguably the best shooter of all time. You have Clay Thompson, yeah. one, if not the best two-way guard in the league. What do you, I don't know what you guys think about that, but he's a great yeah, probably shooter. probably the best 3-and-D player in NBA history as well. 100%. And, and then, then you have Draymond Green, who, yeah, I think he is overrated, but he plays good in the Warriors system. He's a, he's a, he's definitely, a, he, he definitely picks you up need the a, system. You need a triple-double guy that gives you the defense, gives you the assists, who yeah. can facilitate and let and now, and now you have DeMarcus Cousins on your team too. I mean, the Warriors that's, have everything. That's that's completely di- like that's a, another day for a different day. No, like that's no, no, just no, something no, we. No, but you don't you don't get it. What I'm trying to say is, what your point with LeBron doesn't guard him is the Durant has a way better team. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Dur- like LeBron ha- can't do that because he can't. He has to you know have energy for the offensive end. What it's about what about this year? How... What about this do you year? Think, uh, what about this year? Like with the Lakers, do you think? Uh, like obviously, I think they definitely Lakers are better than the Cavaliers. But how do you think they're gonna go out with the Warriors? Uh, let's just let's just say Demarcus doesn't play uh, with the normal Warriors. How do you how do you think they would go off? I think they have a good chance because if we if I mean I don't know if you guys watched the Lakers, but last season I watched the Lakers play against the Warriors, 
And I'll yeah. be honest with you, they, they they put up a really good fight. I mean, sending them to overtime and stuff. I mean, they're a good young group of players. I mean, they they work hard. They're not scared. And, you know, I think – I personally believe that, you know, if they, if they can honestly contain Curry, I think yeah. I think you have a really good shot of beating the Warriors. I mean, I personally don't think Clay Thompson can just – I mean, yeah, he there is going to be times where – he gets open a couple of times and he knocks some jumpers down and he's he he takes over. I mean he'll score. He scored sixty points before I believe it was, but yeah. I don't think I don't think Clay Thompson has what it takes to be the number one player oh, on the team. Yeah. I, I, but I think but if you can contain Curry, and you know then then I think they'll win because no one. Let's be honest here. No one wants to leave Curry open and no matter what he can be over twenty, but he, once he gets but, going, you can't stop Stephen Curry. That's the problem. The the problem with the Warriors is once. Curry gets going, they're going to win automatically. Kevin Durant could get 40 points and Curry could get like 15, 20. They could still lose. But if, Kev- if Curry gets 40, then it's automatically over. Yeah. I mean, it, any opposing yeah. teams. Yeah. If Curry gets 40, everyone else is going to chip in with at least like 15 points. I mean, Draymond Green may be like seven, eight, but he'll give you everything else. He'll give you the hustle yeah. and I mean, the heart. Curry is, Curry is the little engine that runs that team. But let's just, I'm just going to finish what I was saying. So yeah. you guys say that Kevin Durant was a great defender, but I didn't see a great defender the first 10 years he played in the NBA in OKC. And I also didn't see a great defender when LeBron dropped 51 on him in the first game of the NBA Finals. So I'd like to hear you guys try and explain. Okay, sort of- I got you. I got Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant against the Utah Jazz when, uh, back in the day. I, I don't know what, exactly what year it was. He airballed. He had three airballs in, in, I think, uh, in the fourth quarter, I believe it was. Maybe yeah, it was fourth quarter, yeah. Okay, he had three air balls. Do you believe that 10 years down the road, Kobe Bryant would have the same air balls? You develop as a player. That's how it works. You will come into the league as a growing player. It's not just you're established. LeBron James... You never, you never, you never come as a finished product, right? You believe, you believe that LeBron James is the best player in the league, right? LeBron's already won six or no, seven you think, all you defense think, the first team, so... You, you think he's the I best mean, player in the league, right? Currently, yeah. Okay. I don't see anyone who's the, close to okay. as good as what, 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 Okay, uh, close to, I'm um, not sure about that. But, okay, I, I do believe LeBron's the best in the league, too. But, I mean, Durant's there, right, with him. But, um, when LeBron first came to the league, is he as, was he as good as he is right now? Of course not. Okay, was he as good as a defensive player as he is right now? I mean, a couple he's years a, ago. He was a he, better, he, yeah, he was a better defensive player than he is. His first year, he was a better I mean, defensive no, no. player than he is right now, for sure. No, no. He came to the league. He came to the league. Pretty sure his second year, you already won all defensive first team. So I mean, like, was... I meant when he was a bit younger. I'd say around twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah, around yeah, twenty-eight he, years old. Twenty-eight. He was potentially one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was better at twenty-eight. But if not the actually, let's be honest here. When he was twenty-eight years old, he he was able to guard anybody because I mean he was I think he was two seventy at that point. He was super yeah. athletic too. Yeah, he was, he was super athletic. He was a good super... defender from from like twenty years old until he was around. 31. So over okay, the last yeah. few years, he's kind of dipped off, but that's because he also, he, he also, he, he's also um, been dropping his, his knees aren't uh, hurting as much. You know, he doesn't want to put as much yeah. weight on his knees so he can run up and down the court. But at 28 years old, when he was 270 on the Miami, I think he's on the Miami Heat, but when he was running up and down the court, he's a freak of nature. He's honestly, I thought he was a great defender. He guarded one through, at that when he was guarding one through five, right? He was a better defender than when he first came in his rookie year. Hey, did you agree? Yeah, but Kevin Durant's yeah. prime is 28, and he's 30 now, and he just started defending last season. Like, 
Shouldn't you be a good defender? Once I, I don't. I don't think he just started defending last year. I think his defense became, was always underrated. On the map, he just became a, like known as a top ten defender in the league. Probably. The only thing, the only thing that he got really better at in terms of the defensive side, in my opinion, rim if protecting. you really watch him, is rim protecting. That's really all yeah. it is. And and yeah. that that that's all. I mean, he was guarding players before that too. He def- honestly rim protecting got like. Really, I personally think he. I personally think he needs to rim protect for the Warriors, but with OKC, he didn't really need to because that wasn't really his role. Yeah, that wasn't his Yeah, he, he could always do it, but he just he just never really needed to do it. That was the difference. And also, when, just touching based on your point, I'm pretty sure LeBron won his uh, first NBA like uh, defensive team. I think it was in like 08, actually. I don't think it was in the second season. Just to add, add your point. Yeah, okay. I, believe, still, I believe it was like his fifth, he was fifth, or still young. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm young, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not it, saying, yeah, definitely. It's different than sophomore year. I mean, that's a big, yeah. big difference. Yeah, he's he, comparing sophomore year to. But that's because he could. That's because he could. He was could. that good, right? But he never wanted his sophomore year. He was no. I'm saying he was. He could be in the league when he was younger because he was just that much better than everyone else. Oh, wait, okay, okay, I, I get that. But okay, uh, touching back to the OKC thing, he had Serge Ibaka, who was. Well, Sergi Baca, we all know, was a great, great defender. I mean, he's still he was a good rim bad, defender. But yeah, right, he was a good rim defender right, of his time. He's kind of slipped off now, but that was his role. At the time, people thought he was better than Harden back in 2012. Yeah, exactly. So he he, yeah. he had the role of the defense. He was the heart of the defense. Now Kevin Durant is with the Warriors, and if you look at the Warriors, when they, they play small ball, either any day, any given day, I would trust Kevin Durant to be my rim protector over Draymond Green. He's taller. I trust Rudy Gobert to be my rim defender over Muggsy Bogues. I know. It's not about. It's not about height. It's not about height, though. It's not about the height. So what's it about then? What makes him different from Draymond Green? He's taller. That's what makes him a better <laughs> rim defender, right? It's not about being taller, though. I mean, if you think about it that way, Kobe Bryant and Lonzo Ball are the same height. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Dwayne Wade is six four. Lonzo Ball is six six. That doesn't mean that, I mean, prime Dwayne Wade isn't a better defender than Lonzo Ball is right now. Dwayne Wade was a killer defensive saying, player. I'm not saying defender. I'm saying rim defender. Lonzo can, is actually pretty good at blocking shots, and he's actually he's, a good defender. He's decent. Dwayne he's decent. Wade's the best, uh, best uh, small forward, uh, shooting guard to block shots. Like He has one of the highest blockers of all time. Yeah, and, and, he's shorter, and, he, and he's shorter. Sure, if you're a shooting guard, then you're going to block other shooting guards. If you're uh, seven feet tall, you're going to block... Well, he's blocked LeBron like ten times. Right? <laughs> that's not that's not really true because because nowadays Tom there's no set post players. I mean they go yeah, out to the perimeter Dwayne and they drive. Wade. Dwayne Wade was not. But I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm, I know, but I'm talking about post players. There's no post player that always just posts you up. He's gonna drive. He's gonna try to shoot and etc. There's no strict post player. The post game is it's there. I mean, there's still players that utilize it, but there's not many players that use it. It's more of a small ball game. They'll take it to the three-point line. I mean, if you look at the bigs nowadays, they're always at the three-point line. They're trying to develop shots. You know, they're trying to... Then who really needs a rim defender anyway if everyone's shooting threes, right? I mean, that's not the case because there's still people that drive. Exactly. I mean, so... I mean you need something to stop Westbrook, right? <laughs> For example, Westbrook, Harden, there's so many like, people that drive, so many players that drive. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. You just... so... Small ball league is with everyone standing out the three, but you can't forget that also people do penetrate and you do need people to defend the rim. And so the point that Kevin Durant will be a better rim defender because he is taller and people still slash, so he'll still get those blocks because people are trying to put it up over a seven-foot tall guy. Like, 
if you ever play pickup and you play against a tall guy, it's a lot harder to get a shot off over someone who's like five inches taller than you versus someone who's the same height as you. You know what I mean? To an extent, yeah. yeah. But if, like if, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. That is true. But if the person that's a li- like deep defense matters, you have to know what you you, you can't just shot blocking doesn't. Work. Shot blocking doesn't only mean, oh, you're tall, so you're going to sh- block the shot. I mean, essentially, you have to know when to go up, when to Yeah, block. yeah, time yeah. part of it for sure. But the best shot blockers in the league are some of the tallest players in the league too, right? It all just – at the end of the day, tall guys – It doesn't – it doesn't – it doesn't all – it obviously matters the height, but there's like a lot of players that are factors to it. There's a lot of players that are tall Kevin Durant as well. you know the guy that's shorter than Kevin Durant who blocks more shots than him? I'm like, do you, sure know, do you know a guy, like, like you take the short, like, the, like, seven-footer with the least number of blocks and someone under seven feet with the most blocks, and I'm pretty sure, like... Yeah, I the, definitely, like, I definitely, I agree, I agree on that point. I agree on that point, but the, the thing ball, is, Kevin Drought, Kevin Drought was, wait, Kevin Drought was fourth in the league and blocks last year, and I know that there's definitely more than four players taller than him, so I don't know how your point exists with that. I'm saying that relatively all the tall people will be at the top of that leaderboard, right? Okay, well, that's and for sure. That's not true. Like, what What about Brook Lopez? No, no. Okay, Brook Lopez oh, yeah. is trash. Let's not talk about him. He's not trash. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's not. He's not trash. He's pretty. I mean, trash. he isn't. He's not trash. I mean, he was good on Brooklyn, but I that mean, was just two seasons ago, though. Exactly. But 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 so you, what, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. That is, I didn't that, think that, he did that the last. That, but that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay, I, I agree. Role, what you're saying is 100% true. Height doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm six foot. I'm not going to be able to block as many shots as someone who's six six. That's that's how it, that's how it is, right? But so height does matter. I give you that. But I'm saying there's, there's there's other factors that also contribute into. Yeah, there are other factors. Yeah. But you're saying you're saying that like you'd rather Kevin Durant block someone than Draymond Green or like try and block someone. Like, yeah, he's what like six inches taller. I'd rather him try and block him too. He's not six inches taller. He's not six inches taller. Whatever. If Draymond's like six eight and he's seven feet tall, that's a four inches. Whatever. Same thing. And he's got a longer wingspan too. You gotta also respect that. Yeah, that, that that's he's 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 three and a half inches taller. Yeah, but then what would you say in terms of okay, so Draymond Green? You say do you think he's a better defender overall than Kevin Durant? I mean, he's one. Of, yeah, he's one of defensive player of the year. He's a I think he's a really good defender. Has he won one or two defensive player of the years? He's he's won one. But no, no, that's not my one. question. I'm saying do you think he's right now? Because it doesn't matter about the past. The past is the past. Right now, do you think do you think he's the better defender than um Kevin Durant? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and what what do you think how is he better? Like what's he better at in your opinion? What's he better at? Like in your opinion, I'm saying like maybe I don't see it. Maybe maybe if you explain to me what you think is better in Draymond Green as a defender than Kevin Durant. I think one of the big things that people underrate about defense is the energy that you provide. And when Draymond Green plays defense, and he can defend, I think, a lot of different positions, he just gives you that hype. That he, can't go, he can't guard he a point block. guard. He can't guard he, a point guard. He can't guard a shooting guard. He can't guard a small forward. He can't guard a center. I mean, not really. I mean, yes, he can. What do you mean? Have you ever watched Golden State play? He always guards them. He gets switched on them, and he will guard them and stick with them as well as he can. I, Kevin Durant can too do that too. Exactly. I didn't say Kevin Durant does that way more though. That's the thing. Mean? Kevin Durant usually switches on the uh, centers all the time. 
I see him always guarding. I see him always guarding like Dwight Howard, for example. I see him always guarding like all the centers. Kevin Durant can guard a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, he could guard. He could not guard a center. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he'll start. I'm not saying he'll start. If you put him on, if you on the switch, if Joel Embiid is in the post with someone, would you rather Draymond Green there or Kevin Durant? Because if it's Kevin Durant, 